This is the Dolls Gang Podcast. Wherever you may be and however you may be listening, welcome. And I'm your host, Zach Austin. I'd like to start off this fifth episode with a little apology to my audience, which I may get to later on. I said I was going to have certain guests on the show, and even though it didn't happen to work out this time, we did happen to get our first guest on the show today, as I'll have that for you later on here in this episode. But first, a couple of things I had not planned on talking about. There was quite a bit of high school basketball results over and football results as well over a very eventful weekend for me. I was in Bozeman this weekend, went to a cat game, the Bobcats for the third straight year, whip are on their way to the FCS semifinals, whipping William and Mary at home 55-7. to I went to the game with my brothers and my dad. That was a very fun time and a very fun weekend. And there's been a bunch of high school basketball going on as well. Um, both Mile City boys and girls start the year 2-0 against St. LeBray and Baker, respectively. The, first, the, the boys won their two games against those respective schools by double figures. And it was a tale of two different games for the girls' team. In the first game, beating St. LeBray 89-4 in their season opener. Now, all kinds of records were set by the Cowgirls on that particular day on offense, scoring points, and defense. The point, 89 points scored ranks second to my knowledge in school history. The four points allowed is a school record, and the 85-point margin of victory is also a school record. The next game, however, in fact, it was earlier today, and it's a game I just got back from. They had a much tougher game against Baker before prevailing at the last second 53-52. As both the boys and girls get 2-0 starts on the year, they will be back in action this weekend as they look to start Eastern A Conference play on a strong note. Elsewhere in the state, a notable game that a lot of people were looking forward to on the other side of the state. Lewistown defeats Butte Central by double figures in a rematch of last year's state Class A championship game. Statement win for Lewistown to start their season. And after this win, although it's a season opener, although it's after one game, both teams will be much better by the end of the season. But Lewistown, after that win, to, to my estimation, could be the odds-on favorite to win the first state title by a Northeastern A school since 1994 and their first state title themselves since 1979. We're going to take a quick break on the Dollars Gang podcast. Two very special guests and two very good friends of mine join the show right here on the Dollars Gang Podcast. We'll take a quick break. Welcome back to the Dollars Gang Podcast. Now, my apologies to the audience here, even though my first... Guests are not when I thought they were going to be or who I thought they were going to be. We have we officially have our first guest on the show right now who are 
two very good friends of mine. They're, they were accomplished runners in high school at Bozeman High and Laurel High, respectively. And they are, they are now both All-American runners from Montana State. Please welcome to the show, Duncan Hamilton and Levi Taylor. Boys, how are you doing today? Great. So good to be here. Thanks, Zach. This is awesome, Zach. All right. Nationals recap. How did Nationals go? I, I know first trip in 20 years at a very tough course in Stillwater, Oklahoma. Obviously, not the finish you guys would have liked, but to be represented at MSU for the first time in 20 years must have felt pretty dang good. For sure. I mean, we definitely didn't want to be a team that was just, just happy to be there. So definitely a little little disappointed with that finish. Um, but I think a big part of it is just going to be uh, a training age of all of our runners and experience. So hopefully next time we get back there, um, it'll go it'll go differently. All right, and I saw you just opened up your indoor season, Levi. I know you ran a pretty good race here the other day at the field house. Of course, Duncan, I know you just got back from Boston racing a five. No, no. Yeah, kind of talk about those races, I believe. Is that your seventh school record? Um, that's my sixth. I think six at least. Fifth individual, six with a relay with the uh, DMR. Okay, on there. yeah, just kind of like talk about those races, kind of to start indoor season up. Uh, well. Yeah, I, I mean, I hopped in that 5K in the brick, had Duncan pace me. Uh, it was pretty good. Uh, not really the time I wanted, but for starting out before Christmas break, it was pretty good. So, yeah. Yeah, Duncan, kind of talk about your race in Boston. Like, who was in that field, and you know, what were your what was your mindset going in, and you know, during the race, you know, sounds like you had some records that you're going towards, and. It was you and Matt Richtman, obviously, and yeah. you know, going for an NCAA qualification. Yeah, yeah, that was, yeah, that was one of the goals for sure. I was in the second heat. Um, uh, who was in mine? It was Deaver. Deaver was in mine. Um, the Weber guy, Christian Allen, was in mine. Um, it was a, it was a solid field for sure. Um, <clears throat> we started off running about four twenty pace. And that was that was uh, pretty perfect for me, kind of just like riding on the train of runners. Um, started out near the back and just started to work my way up. Um, and just since we haven't done a ton of stuff at that pace, it felt felt pretty tough. But um, it was a big indoor PR for me, so I ended up thirteen thirty four, which I was pretty pretty happy with. Um, cool to see Boston too. I'd never been to the East Coast really. That was fun. It was a good trip. Yeah, yeah, and as I understand, that's where Galen Rupp broke a bunch of records himself. Yeah, there's a there's a lot of records on that track too. That's where Grant Fisher ran the American record last year. Oh yeah, too. yeah. Anyway, of course, running for you guys as well as myself go back a long way. So both of you kind of at a younger age kind of talk about how you got into running, kind of. Uh, like at a younger age. Yeah, I think it was fourth grade. Uh, there's a little race in Billings, Montana. There's a, a Pioneer Park, and I think it's like a mile and a half. And my parents just threw me in there. And yeah, I ended up winning the race. And then ever since then, just kind of did that same meet until sixth grade. And then seventh grade, I started doing outdoor track. And then, yeah, started you know figuring out I was pretty good at the mile and the 800. 
and then sophomore year I did cross country and then yeah pretty much took off from there yeah pretty similar story for me at least time timeline wise I think fourth grade was when I started going to Bozeman track club one of my teammates from blitz soccer um like told me to come to one of the Bozeman track club practices um and that was pretty much all it took like started going to practices that was coached by Dave Skelton he was he's a great coach he kept it kept it super fun we would play games and stuff and since we were in middle school it wasn't too serious so um that was good um yeah there's the history from there nice so Duncan I know um Growing up, I saw, and I saw this in a newspaper article, you um, went and you were growing up, you know, going to indoor track meets, watching guys the likes of Christian Serratos and Pat Casey running sub four miles. Mm-hmm. And this article, mind you, came out, I think, after you ran sub four for the first time. Like, yeah. you know, talk about that. You know, is that really where the sub four dream kind of started for you? Or, I think like, so, as, as yeah. kind of running I mean, went along? I, uh... I came to the brick to watch Pat Casey, or like I think it was the day, like a couple days after he had broken four um, in the brick. I like I came here and I even got his his autograph, and I like I was really proud of that. Like I had it, like I like laminated it or something, and I had his autograph in my room for a while. Um, so that was definitely like a big big motivator for me, and like an idol of sorts. Um, and it's pretty cool. Like I've seen him, I saw him at NCAAs and I saw him in Boston cause he's, he's coaching that, that dark sky group now. So it's pretty cool to, to see him, see him a bunch now. Um, but yeah, to, to try and follow in his footsteps, you know, those Laurel guys are, are fast. Eastern A guys, aren't they? Oh yeah. <laughs> and his his Twitter account is pretty dang good as well. You see his tweets, yeah. things that he tweets. He's also like one of the biggest comedians on the running scene as well. Now, Levi, you grew up like you obviously went to the same high school as Pat Casey, same town as Pat Casey. What what was it like growing up and following in his footsteps? Uh, yeah, he, I guess, set the bars high for me in high school. Um, yeah, he just gave me a goal to shoot towards. Um, I pretty much, since freshman year of high school, just tried to match his times throughout what he ran when he was a freshman, a sophomore, a junior. And I think eventually I surpassed him in high school and broke both of his school records. Yeah. But, I mean, considering his college record in the mile and the 800 here at Montana State, uh he he took off when he got when he got to college. He definitely made a big jump in his time. So, and also kind of talk about that experience running at at Laurel as well. You know, breaking some records on Glendive's track, obviously, and had a lot of success there. Yeah, that was a really fun race. I remember that like it was yesterday. That was that yep. was so fun. I love that track. But same here. Yeah, I remember my junior year. I was like point four off of his two mile record on that track which was also the stadium record. And, yeah, it just gave me a lot of motivation for the next year to go back on that same track and break it. Yeah, it was awesome. Yeah. Glendive's track. I'd agree with Glendive's track. Glendive night meet. 
Hot take. I consider the Glendive Night meet the the Montana equivalent of the Peyton Jordan Invitational at Stanford. <laughs> no, that's that's so true. I love that track. Um. Anyway, yep. Kind of like talk a little bit more about your high school career running for, you know, you're in for Coach Cal, right? And, yep. you know, you had, you know, running with guys like Ben Longbottom, Wyatt Osler, and, you know, kind of after Ty Mogan. Just kind of talk about, you know, you ran cross country for three years, track for four years. I talk about that a little bit. Yeah. Uh, yeah, freshman year I started playing, I was still playing football and then tore my meniscus and then had surgery and then started up cross country to see how that would play out and it went pretty good i think i got like eighth at state my sophomore year so i was like okay and then junior senior year i won um but yeah i was really hoping my senior year to place because laurel's never won state before so i was looking forward to like at least get second or first but because the best laurel ever did was third i think pat's team got third um Ty's team got third, and then my team got third, so I was really hoping to do better than that, but, yeah. yeah. Sure as hell worked out on the track, didn't it? Yeah. I think our teams went one and two at state, I believe. Yeah, yep. And then, like, two and four of our junior year. Yeah. Our teams were always pretty close. You know, we, we had the sprinters, of course, you know, that went one and two at state. Yeah. Fun times for sure. Um, now, Duncan. Yo. Um, so... <laughs> So now, of course, you're a couple years before that, Bozeman, Bozeman High, running with guys, you know, ran for coaches, legendary coaches, Clint May, Casey Germain, mm -hmm. and, you know, four-time state champ amps as a team, and to my knowledge, at one time, at the very least when they had one school, you, you were like the only freshman to make the state team on varsity, which is would be a pretty impressive feat for Bozeman High. Um, kind of talk about running for them, and course nxn champs in 2016 upsetting american fork what was that oh, like yeah. you know what was that kind of high school experience yeah sounds good um yeah my high school running was definitely i'm kind of realizing it's a lot more cross-country heavy um like <clears throat> my track seasons freshman sophomore even junior year were, were not not very amazing uh at all so but cross country was definitely kind of where the focus was. And yeah, Clint and Casey both liked it that way to put the, the focus on cross country. So you were kind of talking about my freshman year, we had graduated all seven from the previous year. So it was a super young team. Nobody, um, nobody on varsity had been on varsity before. Um, and that year, really, the only goal was to win state, because um, we had a we had a streak of I think six or seven years, um, and just wanted to wanted to keep that streak alive. Um, and it was a close one that year. I think I was the only freshman on varsity that year, but yeah, managed to win state that year. And then since it was a super young team, you know, we were able to just just keep keep increasing our goals every year, you know win state freshman year, win regionals the next year, win nationals the year after that. It was kind of kind of the way it went. And, uh, yeah, pretty lucky to have great coaches. We had a really nice transition from Clint to Casey. Um, he did a great job of taking over the squad. Um, 
but yeah, really good high school running, mostly mostly cross country. Yeah, and gotta talk about that twenty sixteen team team a little bit more. Yeah. Oddly enough, it was the last three mile race has ever run in the state of Montana. Just before they switched to five k the next year, I just thought I'd throw it out there. Um, of course. You guys had four in the top six. I know one of your guys' runners went injured, or else you might have had five in the top six. Obviously, that that was your guys' ninth in a row. That was a for this, the gals. It was a streak of ten at that point. This is the Kalispell one. Yeah, this was in Kalispell, yeah. of course. Yeah. You know, yeah. Chase and yourself go one and two respectively, and then Riley fourth. I think Leonard McComas obviously was sixth. Yeah. And then. Go on, win regionals, and then nationals, Portland, Oregon. You know, it's a really close team race. And, of course, after the race, according to yourself, your heart was beating faster than you, and when you finished the race. What was that moment like? You know, that national meet, what was that moment like making history and doing something that no other team in Montana has done before or since? Yeah, that was a, that was a crazy moment. I mean probably some of the the happiest I've been like just looking back at pictures of like how ecstatic and surprised we all are like it's just so cool to look at the expressions on everybody's faces like just pure elation like um yeah we knew we were good that year but we didn't I guess we we we're like talking about winning nationals but not like a ton um but yeah, we got up on that podium and it weird. They had us. They have you wait for so long, like they really drag it out forever. Um, and yeah, just a, <laughs> it was it was quite the moment. Um, I love looking back at the pictures of of American Fork because they they're so disappointed. <laughs> and and like and yeah, Brentwood, Tennessee, we got third, right? And Brody Hasty, yeah. as I understand, ran on that team. Yeah, yeah, but. I'm gonna tell the audience right now, like, for like for those runners out there, that race, those top two teams, that'll teach you a lot of lessons about how the fifth runner can make or break a team. Fourth, fifth runners, that goes to show how the bottom of a lineup can make or break a squad. Yeah, and, seriously. You know, especially when it comes down to tiebreakers. I, I guess the more I thought about it, those kind of tiebreakers don't exist at the college level, but in high school they do. I mean, I'm, obviously this one didn't come down to a tiebreaker, but. It certainly came down to the last half of your lineup, you know. Yeah, for sure. You know, according to Riley Collins, after you guys kind of sticking together and moving up and stuff like that. And yeah, our yeah. three, four, and five definitely won, anyway. that, won that race for us. Yeah. Anyway, the recruitment process. What other what other schools were recruiting you, and and how how did you eventually come to the decision? I am staying home and running for MSU. Um, I. I wasn't really looking at too many schools. Uh, I visited here and NAU. NAU, um, that's pretty good. Yeah. Um, but honestly, a big uh, draw for me was all of the teammates or everybody who was signing with me. Because um, we had a group of five, five freshmen at the time. So it was Isaac, Cooper, Tegan, uh, Braden, and I. Um, so basically, like all my rivals from in the state, and we all wanted to come here and just make a team out of the best of Montana, which was just a big draw for me. Um, that's basically what what drew me here. Yeah. And Levi, what what other schools recruited you? And you know, 
course, I, I knew it was eventually bound to happen. You know, obviously, you know, you had Pat before Ty, then Ty ran at MSU, and then, then you joined the squad shortly after. Yeah, kind of like talk about your recruiting process a little bit. You know, what schools were kind of coming after you and kind of pushing you to run for them. Um, honestly, there weren't very many D1 schools that were coming for me, and I think that's just because I was, you know, just an average for the country. I was pretty average and from Montana. <clears throat> so there wasn't very many D1 schools really looking at me. I had to do most of the reaching out. So I was kind of reaching out to like Gonzaga, Boise, um, and MSU. Um, and yeah, like Duncan said, I, was, I saw all these five guys, the best from Montana in AA sign with Montana State. And so I was like, man, I want to go there. And yeah, pretty much since then, uh, you know, I knew Ben Perrin was looking at uh, Montana State too, so I was hoping maybe if I went, he would go, and then I figured that seven would be great to have back-to-back -back years. So definitely. And <clears throat> so the next question we got, of course, Duncan. I know. Um, Won your first Big Sky title as a freshman, you know, and I think, I believe it was a year or two later ran your first sub four mile, you know, talk about, you know, what that was like, you know, like, which were basically your first accolades of many more to come and still, and still more to come. Yeah. Um, kind of like whenever I think back to that race, I realized that I really didn't know like what it meant or something to be racing at the conference level or like, yeah. Um, just, I f think I was so inexperienced and just, just not very knowledgeable, but, um, that race was pretty much all Lyle. Like I think the winter before he told me like, I think you can, I think you can win conference in Siebel. And I, I was like, okay, I'd never run Siebel before. I don't really know what that means, but okay. Sounds good. So that was, that was really just like a huge confidence boost to have, to have Lyle say that. Um, and for him to just, just like kind of put that idea in my head. And I don't know if that would have happened without, without him kind of saying that throughout the season. Um, but yeah, that was a huge help to have Lyle and have him kind of express that, that confidence in me for sure. Yeah. Yeah. And what does it mean running for a while? You know, what, what's it like having him? You know, I, I know he, he set the bar a long, long ago. He was one of the original bar setters, especially yeah. for steeplechasers, you know, mm -hmm. and, and now as a coach, what, what has he meant to y'all and, you know, as a coach? Yeah, I mean, we owe, we owe Lyle a lot for sure. He's a, an amazing coach. Um, he's super good at um, – like making up coming up with workouts and like just crafting a perfect training plan for us like you can kind of see that it's it's worked well and he's consistently able to uh to have his athletes improve um kind of throughout their their time in college um so yeah yeah we owe a lot, a lot for sure yeah uh as far as steeple goes I guess you could say he's the best in the country. I mean, that's why we call Montana State Steeple University. So, I mean, you have, I mean, 
you have the best steeplers in the country, at least for the U.S., um, running together. So, Or most of the other ones at Nationals from other countries. Obviously, I know the guy who won was, but were most of the other guys... Um, or, you know, or? Uh, there were there were a few, um, but most were at USA's. Uh, but oh, most of them were at USA's. Yeah, because I mean, like USA's, I guess you guys ended up running in both of them. But I guess some of them just decided to stick to one kind of, which is kind of weird at the NCAA level. Yeah, yeah. I mean the the top, the top uh, USA athletes like Kenneth Rooks, Parker Stokes. Minnesota um, guys. Yeah, both the Minnesota boys. They were there, and Duncan and I were the top two collegians to come out of the final. So, I mean, and yeah. And since since you guys began as teammates at MSU, what's it like? You know, having each other as you know. There, there's always that training part you know that you have. You know that that pushes you and to be the best you can be, not just in workouts but in races as well. Yeah, for sure. Um, it's been super helpful, and I think this year is going to be um, really nice to have Levi there. Pretty much in any steeple, any steeple race, I think there's there's nobody that can that can beat us or come in between us either, which is going to be super cool. Um, and being able to practice that in workouts, um, do some do some workouts over barriers together. Um, yeah, I mean, there's there's nothing like it. You're so much stronger when you have a teammate with you. Um, everything gets so much easier. Like trying to train on your own and and push yourself just based on your mental fortitude is so much easier with a teammate by your side. Yeah, um, especially in an event like Steeple, uh, it's really nice to have someone to train with because we're going to be racing a lot together. You know, in the same heats. Um, so just being able to practice with him, just hurdling, you know, going over a hurdle smoothly with the guy you're going to be racing with, it's just all it does is give you more confidence for those bigger races. You know, you always have your teammate there to calm you down and race better. And then the last question that we are going to end on, this, and this is one, obviously Duncan and I, and Levi as well, go back a long ways, you know, racing each other in high school, obviously, like, you know, a long time ago, and now at our respective places in college, but something I found out in January, my dad sent me a text one time and said, it, it just so happens, for those of you listening out there, it is a small world out there, and this little tidbit is going to explain that. <laughs> as it turns out, as I've always known, my dad graduated from Bozeman in the class of 1983, and he also once told me one day that Duncan's mom graduated from Bozeman in the class of 1983. So our parents were literally high school classmates. It's literally yeah. Bozeman High class of 1983 kids doing a podcast here. <laughs> now, Duncan, I know when we were talking on the phone about a month and a half ago, you know, we talked about like things that they did. I think they did stuff together in high school. And maybe even a little dance together, you know, like, kind of like, is, is there anything like you really like know about that or, you know, like, yeah, what have you heard about that? That, that? that they did 
they were dance partners for some type of dance contest. Um, really? Is that what I it think was? so, yeah. <laughs> I, think that's, I think that's the official story of, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Interesting. It, yeah, it's very, it's fascinating, really. Um, it is a small world, indeed. Our parents were uh, classmates. <laughs> and I guess the last question I'll end on, you know, I think at the beginning of the episode, obviously, we, you know, we talked about, you know, how the national meet went, but coming into the national meet, you know, kind of, you know, what, what, what was your mindset? You know, like obviously goal setting, you know, obviously you had this on your minds for a long time, you know, throughout summer training, you know, throughout the fall, you know, going to meets, you know, pre-nats, conference, and then eventually taking fifth in a very tough mountain region to be able to get there. Mm-hmm. I know you had qualified in, as an individual a couple of times, but obviously you knew in the back of your mind you wanted the whole team to be there. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, I think the mindset going in was really just to try and outrun our rankings, um, try and finish better than, than we thought we could. Um, usually, like, we were kind of saying that it's the hard part is just getting there. Um, and then there's a lot of teams that, that kind of, don't do as well at, on the day of national. So if you have a good day there, then then you can beat a lot of teams. Um, so that was the goal. Um, and a personal goal for me was probably the biggest goal that I wanted was to be All-American. Um, and I was like on the cusp of that 40, no, top 40 for a lot of the race, but just, just couldn't quite make it happen. But um, yeah, that's really where, where my, my mind was at going into it. And yeah, time-wise, they, they just keep getting faster every year, and especially the last two years. Mm-hmm. Well, ladies and gentlemen, you've been listening to Duncan Hamilton and Levi Taylor. Fellas, thanks for coming on the show. Thanks, Zach. Appreciate you. That was Duncan Hamilton and Levi Taylor that you just listened to, two Montana State Bobcat runners. It was nice to have my first guests on the show, and um, I probably should have talked about running a little bit more looking back at it, especially in the beginning, but even though I went through it in past episodes, you can probably find a little cross-country talk of mine in episode three, I believe, but... It was nice to have those two guys on. I'd like to thank them for being on, as well as their time. Um, one more result that I did not bring up in the beginning. It was a truly a statement win for Mile City Wrestling as they win the Glasgow Scotty Invitational, beating Sydney in points, 225 to 205, I do believe. Actually, 222 to 202. My mistake, but to my knowledge, since 1986, the Cowboys' last state title, I cannot remember them getting a win against Sydney in an invitational tournament or a duel since then. I don't know who exactly was wrestling for either squad respectively, but my personal hat's off to them. This might be the team to take down Sydney in wrestling, which has won each of the last five state wrestling championships. 
Caleb Williams takes home the Heisman Trophy for USC, which is the first one for Reggie Bush. First one for USC since Reggie Bush played for him in 2005. It's going to be an exciting bowl season for college football. USC playing Penn State in their Rose Bowl. Despite the loss to Michigan, my Buckeyes of Ohio State are still in the college football playoff as they get the four seed. I don't know that they'll beat number one seed of Georgia, but Michigan will have a pretty good matchup against TCU. As an unbiased Buckeye fan, I have Michigan against Georgia in the national championship game. On a nice side note, my Buckeyes beat Rutgers in basketball on a buzzer beater the other night, so that's that's pretty nice. This was a heck of a fun episode of the Dollars Gang Podcast. We will have more for you next time on this edi- next edition. This is your boy Dollars, signing off for now.